Can you hear me? I sure can. Can you uh, go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us your your name and the program that you're with. I am John Kelly. I'm the director of ASU Newport, and we serve the counties of Craighead, Jackson, and Poinsett in Northeast Arkansas. Well, thank you for again for for joining us today. Uh, I know that things have been a little bit weird the last couple of weeks, uh, and we're all just sort of trying to make do. So, I, I guess first of all. Um, how are things going at, at at ASU Newport? Are you coming to us from your house, from your office? What's what's going on over there? The week started off with the college announcing that faculty were to work remotely and only essential staff were to be on site at our locations in an effort to switch people over to an online exclusive environment, yet to be able to provide uh, technical assistance as needed. That swiftly changed on Tuesday with approval from Dr. Miles to say that we could open up access to our facilities and expand our role of service on the ground to our people. So the following day on Wednesday, we continued working through our contacts of those active participants in our database from July 1st who have been active since January 1 that also has a working phone number. So it's a, it was a basically a three-part search. So starting on Wednesday, those people were called directly, and they were also added to a group text messaging service through Remind. And we broadcasted communication out to the previous followers of the Remind group, letting them know that this is the phone number they should call if they're interested 
or text that number if they want to be in distance learning. And so as of Thursday, we've got all level three, level four, level five, and level six learners with phone numbers contacted directly. We have a smaller portion. Now, bear in mind that that, that was 104 people for us with active numbers. So those 104 people um, have been contacted and we have roughly about 15% of those people that are currently active in a distance learning environment and are assigned to a teacher. I mean, that, that sounds like you guys have been really proactive about yeah. about reaching people. I'm glad that you've been able to get in touch with so many people. I know sometimes uh, getting a hold of of our students over the phone, particularly, I would imagine, in times of crisis uh, is not always an easy task. So um, that's great that you guys have were kind of on the ball uh, with mm-hmm. doing that. Have you seen a, a big drop off in students? So, I mean, so are you still doing like intake with students? Or is, is that, I mean, like, do you have days where they come in and, you know, maybe they're 10 feet apart, but they're still doing intake? Or have you guys kind of paused all of that type of operation for the time being? I'm glad that you asked. Thank, and thank you for the program compliments. The uh, intake specialist converted the state's intake paper packet to a Google form. Now, okay. at present, we are, we are holding on new enrollment. Um, it's just on standby. And again, we're only four days into this process. But Right. What I posed to what I posed to the distance learning staff today was to come up with a um, process where we can utilize an online intake using this form. Uh, bear in mind, for those that are listening, the form re- uh, records to a spreadsheet. Okay. And each item, each item within the form is a column in that spreadsheet. So uh, theoretically, we would take a online application and convert it to a hard copy print application at a later point in time with signatures and, and such. That was the solution for us to try to develop in the event that this is a long term Mm-hmm. arrangement. Right. Uh, again, we're trying to look at this strategically, but key to that new enrollment packet for us is to be able to plan and prepare for future enrollment because we don't want to lock in our um, E&E denominator uh, and, and hold that for a long term. We would like to grow our E&E denominator. You know, those people with less than 12 hours, we want to convert them to over 12 and then build new enrollment. So the plan is in place right now. And we're looking at strategy. I should have something regarding the online plan in place uh, as early as beginning of April, which that's the date the college set for us to reassess. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you guys have at least preliminarily come up with a good plan. Uh, I know programs are going to have to start getting creative uh, when it comes to these sort of day to day processes and procedures. This is a hard thing to to plan for. Uh, I've asked the teachers if we go beyond the first of April to schedule video chats with their enrollment uh, to continue that level of engagement. I've, research has shown that in an online learning environment, that student presence and interaction with the professor is very, very key. So credit is due where, right. it, where it deserves. Um, I, I'm modeling the University of Arkansas's adult and lifelong learning uh, program of study um, and the University of Arkansas's adult and lifelong learning doctoral program uh, with those Zoom sessions. Mm-hmm. experienced a couple courses where we we all the cohort talked with the professor on Thursdays for an hour. Um, that recording, that Zoom recording was shared and emailed out to the class. So if somebody couldn't be present, they could watch it. Um, yeah. Again, they, they did tie they did tie attendance to grades. So you can only miss out on so many Zoom sessions. But um, we, we can modify that to meet the needs of our adult basic education, adult secondary education learners. 
Yeah, for sure. So, and, and Zoom Zoom, and some of those uh, digital conferencing things uh, has been an emphasis. Um, particularly, we, we kind of retooled our distance learning certification process this year. And that's one of the things that we talked about um, as far as increasing engagement and communication with students in normal times. But it seems like that's going to be more and more relevant uh, as this as this continues to uh, be everyone's new reality. So that's I, th- I think that's a good strategy. And not to sell, not to be a seller for Zoom. Again, we use the free service. Right. But they have extensions that can be included in your online calendar. Um, so I, yes, we have Zoom inside of Microsoft Outlook. So at the header of the web page of the Outlook calendar, I can click on a Zoom meeting. I can schedule it, and it does all the work for me. So I just have to have an email address and a time and a date in mind to send out. So we should be testing that first week of April uh, to each of the teachers enrollees and use that as a trial run. And then by mid-April, have something finalized for us to do as an ongoing standard of practice. As far as testing goes, uh, when that time comes, do you, are, do you guys have sort of a an idea for what that's going to look like? And I mean, obviously, we want students to still be pre-testing and post-testing if possible. Mm-hmm. We know that probably if, if this crisis ends in the next couple of months, those, there's going to be a huge influx of post-testing across the board. But do you guys have a plan in place for for bringing students back in in a socially distant, health-conscious uh, way to, to make sure that they're getting, uh, getting the opportunity to post-test? Or is that sort of a, a bridge that you haven't crossed yet? Thanks for that question. That right there exposes the loose thread in this plan um, is engaging the testing. Now, I re- my plan is based off of the um, when DRC sent the instructions out to set up uh, the testing labs. Uh, I think that would have been early 2018. Included in those instruction, instructions were uh, how to set them up on tablets. So our tentative plan would be for disinfecting purposes and the like is to set up a iPad or a Android-based tablet testing. I have to include the IT department in the logistics of that, but from what I've researched uh, with through Data Recognition Corporation is that they want that assessment, the TAB 11 and 12, they want to, to, to deploy it across many devices, and especially those devices that aren't attached to a keyboard. Right. So you, according to those instructions, we can tape test on tablets, and I can just I can see that might be an easier way to sanitize. Um, uh, the mobility of that lab, that, that is what I can't speak on because I don't have enough technical experience to tell you how that would work other than the instructions are out there. And I remember reading them. That's what we would explore for pre and testing and post testing. But I don't know the feasibility of re- deploying that remotely through, say, a web browser with a, with a, with a lockdown screen and remote right. access. That one, it's feasible. You know, it's an online based assessment. So. Yeah, I know. And, and that's we haven't as a state office really had those discussions yet either. But, right. you know, if this if this is a prolonged thing, then ultimately we may need to reevaluate how we do some of these things. For the time being, the ASU Newport program, I, there is a staff member on site for walk in traffic mm. uh, to okay. do our TABE pre and post testing. They have voluntarily elected to be present. Um, the college has said that the um, confirmed cases within our area, if they do or do not occur, could impact that plan. So that's mm-hmm. our strategy to meet our fourth quarter needs right now. That's current needs. That's not long term. Hey, John. Um, 
So are you guys doing anything, you know, in particular or kind of what's the plan moving forward, even though we don't really know when this is going to end or get back to normal? How are you guys keeping the students engaged so they will actually come back to the program once this is all over to post test and kind of get things back to normal just so you're not going to be losing those students? I um as of today, drafted an email to uh, the grant management team at the college. Uh, keep in mind, each of these adult ed programs, I know they have different systems and practices, but my point, we're trying to look at projected costs um, that are occurring with a reduced amount of staff mm. and saying, okay, can, can we can we use Category 4 funding um, to do radio marketing and advertising to go ahead and establish a presence now with a reoccurring advertisement over the radio airwaves that says, you know, in other words, making advertisements to post that we are present, we're still accessible. Mm. Now that's big, that's big, that's kind of pie in the sky. Right. Right. What we're doing uh, logistically is those first paraprofessionals that called the call list, they're going to be working in collaboration with the teachers to do daily contact of uh, a portion of those lists of contactees. And so what that would look like is the, the teacher is going to pull their their access report from Aztec or any of the other programs that are approved through the state mm. to, and then therefore notify the support paraprofessional to say, listen, I haven't seen student A, B, or C in class. Will you reach out to them and find out what their situation is and let's get them back involved? It's it's just a projection on our end to see, okay, well, if we have initial engagement, ongoing engagement, and follow-through engagement, then the those active enrollees will continue to enroll. And that all of that is based off of the flow of foot traffic so far this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, had our LEA had our LEA not announced anything about us not having access to our site on Monday, the one the one person I put at my location at Jonesboro on Monday morning, she said our foot traffic was identical to any other day of any other week. Mm-hmm. It was as if our population just wasn't immersed. In in the news and right. we're very, very eager, very, very eager to finish. That's our two part solution, ongoing engagement mm-hmm. and then look for approval, seeking approval uh, to do additional marketing and outreach that may not have been a part of this original plan to have an ongoing presence to be as a reminder to the people that we're still here and right. we'll still continue to be. Yeah. And for those students that you're transitioning to distance learning, um, are you guys doing anything in particular to make sure that they are comfortable using those resources and the technology? It would be uh, a wonderful idea to be able to utilize uh, a pre-survey to assess the skill level and the comfort level, confidence level of our enrollees. And, and that is something that we could put in place long term. Mm-hmm. But as of this moment, because of the swiftness in which this direction was issued from our LEA, right. uh, I haven't had time to develop that. Um, mm-hmm. There is in the adult education world from back in the 70s, there was a self-directed learning inventory. Now, I can't cite the developer that's outside my uh, conscience right now, but there is a self-directed learning inventory. It's a, it's a questionnaire uh, that was developed, I want to say 1979, but the scale score that come from the self-directed learning inventory uh, is uh, supposedly normed and you could use it as a, uh, a litmus test, so to speak, for those people yeah. who are quality enrollees in an online program. I was just going to say, I mean, that, I, I'm not familiar with that one in particular, I don't think. I mean, it, it sounds similar to what we had used as a state for years, um, uh, w- which was uh, basically a distance learning survey, which was itself a spreadsheet where they answered questions based on their um, their perceived 
digital literacy and those types of things. It didn't tell teachers too much, but it was a place to start. But one of the things that, uh, that you might think about is whatever resources that you're using, uh, whether it be Aztec or uh, or any of these, you know, any other program. You know, I see in your plan that you sent me Google Applied Digital Skills, anything like that particularly as you're working remotely to um, think of just sort of practical ways that students could demonstrate very quickly their ability to do certain things like, you know, can they send an email? Can they upload an attachment? Can they download something from the Internet? And sometimes that could tell you more um, than some of these self-assessments could um, as they're as they're looking to be distance learning students or as you're trying to evaluate whether or not they're going to be successful as as distance learning students. I like that suggestion and that that could be um the shared responsibility amongst the teaching staff to communicate outward that student A is having difficulty and then be able to respond internally. We could respond internally to assign them a different method. Sure. Or while we still have access to the to the facility to be able to provide them technical assistance, assistance hands-on. Now, what we do have in place right now, we have organized hard copy papers Mm-hmm. And tape, score boost materials, Next and all question. those materials we have, we have, we have designed packets for distribution. Uh, those were all put in place yesterday. So that could be, um, you know, for us, that that's our initial response for those that are technically challenged to assign mm-hmm. them at homework, similar to uh, AMI packets. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and um, is there? I think I, um, I think you mentioned something earlier um, about depending on how long this goes on. That at some point in April, some of your staff would start doing. Uh, video instruction and correct me if I'm wrong on that. But in the meantime, is uh, how are you know how are you and your staff communicating and following up with students? Are are they just kind of kind of checking in uh, um, through the Remind app, or are there other ways that you're checking in and following up? The instructors, thanks, thanks, John. The instructors uh, have. Um, email addresses for those active students, and they've been engaging through online channels individually. The Remind app does have that capability for us to either make a, bro- a broadcast to the entire classes, all, all combined. Teachers have sign-in rights, so they can go in and individually message based on their level of comfort. So messaging through Remind keeps them from sharing their personal information, including email. Many of the teachers have reported uh, a uh, rapport with their students to the point that they're comfortable with exchanging uh, an email with a student. Um, and maintaining that level of communication. So that engagement uh, is projected to be daily uh, in based on the conditions of the current numbers of enrollees and distance learning. Right now it's manageable, but I will have to include additional staff with distance learning certifications in order to go full scale post April, whatever that has in store for us. Right. Well, um, anything in particular that's helping you personally navigate this stressful and uncertain time? I know for me, uh, (laughs) it started with watching all of the movies and TV shows about pandemics that I could find um, you know, I, I, I went through, I watched, rewatched Contagion and I watched Outbreak and I watched all the things about infectious diseases that I could find. You're apparently not the only one watching Contagion. <laughs> I know, exactly. One of the I'm realizing though right now. I'm realizing now that if I want to sleep well, uh, I'm, I'm having to transition to, to stories about human triumph over adversity, which basically just means I've been rewatching Apollo 13. And is there anything in particular that uh, that's getting you through this COVID-19 uh, pandemonium? Well, I, I appreciate that candor. And you're uh, sounds like you're a quality movie watcher. As far as movie watching, This Is Us is an NBC series that is so well done. It there's my comfort food, and and it and it reminds me of a time that the characters and I are about the same age. So uh, that's my. Movie so no course. Walking Dead. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> my wife came home season one of Walking Dead, and she found me and the two year old watching, and she says, "What are you doing?" <laughs> 
So that's the last time I saw Walking Dead was nine years ago. Well, I don't know that you've missed much. This is us. It's probably a, a much more calming uh, w- way to end the day. Tad more uplifting. Uh, a little bit more. Yeah. I'm just trying to make sure I still have food in my house. I've, um, you know, the, the grocery stores are kind of a madhouse these days. So been twice since all this started, and I'm sure I'll be going going again pretty soon. So, and I'm trying to get caught up on some on some shows and movies, but I'm not on Dan's level yet. I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever get on his level, but uh, he is full of... Of great recommendations. I also do work too. So. That, oh, you're good. <laughs> I, I appreciate the movie. I have friends that are in the movie business, and um, uh, growing up with them, they were always uh, referencing movies or movie lines. And uh, mm-hmm. now they they have each made a career out of it. So uh, I admire that and uh, respect that with in each of you as well. So we've got to have our own thing, you know. Well, I think that that is all the. Uh, all the stuff that I kind of wanted to cover with you, John. Is there anything else uh, on your on your list over there that um, that you'd like to ask guest John? I, th- I think you're doing really good, really good work over there, uh, John. Um, and and I think Dan mentioned it earlier on. It sounds like you were, um, you know, you jumped on this early, and and um, and I, I don't know if you had the chance to talk with any other directors, and you know, you guys kind of share ideas or anything like that. But but uh, yeah, I mean, this is pretty unprecedented. So you know, the sharing of ideas, I think I think uh, that would be really good as well. Well, thank you. The uh, plan has has to go where credit is deserved. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a used to be a social studies teacher, so I'm always citing my sources. But um, <laughs> Dr. Holly Smith the vice chancellor of academic affairs, she was the initiator of this sense of urgency. So that gave me time to get started early on. And then the adult education team, regardless of age or techno technology skill, they have been adopters of this. I have early, early adopters and very, very few resistors of this. So they have made this a systematic and smooth process, which in turn, I think will give a better experience to our adult learners. Without a doubt, they'll have a engagement and access to a kind, caring, and knowledgeable staff. So this would not have happened um, as far as planning or logistics or implementation without any of those team members. So if there's a doubt, I'd say try it out. Sign the task, yeah. provide, mm-hmm. the, provide the support and guidance that they need, and then move forward. Now, yeah, for sure. There's, there's never been a better time to try something new. Right. Um, uh, University of Pennsylvania has a blended learning distance learning uh, course. It's six weeks. It's free. I think it's one hour per week. And um, it uh, will be a part of the process for me to make sure that everybody is getting the training that they need for us to sustain in the event that we have to transition online beyond April 1st or July 1st, as a matter of fact. So I'm glad to hear that you're that you're looking ahead, because unfortunately, it's it's seeming like this is going to be a, a longer ride than uh, than anybody seems to be uh, willing to admit yet. So I, I remain hopeful that the population that we serve um, are able to continue being engaged and and fulfilling their goal. You know, we already have enough of a bottleneck as it is from uh, in, from enrollment to participant to graduate. It, it numerically is a is a upside down pyramid, yeah, so to speak. So trying to do what we can um, to broaden the enrollment to participant numbers and in turn increase the number of graduates. As a result of this, our LEA has uh, seen a, g- a greater uh, impact from us. And an IT specialist reached out to me yesterday to 
develop a form for the college. So what this form will do after a person finishes their fourth GED test, they will fill out the form. Uh, and the questions I don't know he's developing right now, Chris Doyle is his name. So Chris Doyle is going to take that form and it will automatically communicate to all the college um, enrollment and financial aid and those subdivided departments to uh, help to facilitate enrollment and have more people engaged in the support network for that GED graduate, uh, in turn, helping them navigate the troubled waters of higher education. Um, so as, as a first-time college graduate and a person that comes from uh, poverty, my social mobility has allowed me to see the troubled of the troubles of navigation of getting into college and filling out the paperwork and going to see this person and the other. <laughs> and yeah. I, can, I can feel for them. So it's nice to have the LEA on board. And with this online conversion, it's actually facilitating this. So uh, the LEA initiated this process, and uh, it, that could be something that directors can work with their area community colleges or their LEAs so we can continue the engagement of people beyond completion. For sure. Uh, and for that's sure. with that the assumption that GED, GED is going to have their solution uh, for access to completion soon. Mm -hmm. Well, we, uh, we, we certainly appreciate you uh, agreeing to, to, to come on. You're our first yeah, remote sure. interview for our podcast so this is a, this is a big deal to us congratulations this is only the beginning john hey well this is a, this has been exciting <laughs> and I, I again I, I appreciate both of you for the follow-through to just engage me into the into the conversation and good good idea this is a it's a unexplored area adult education podcast i can see it yes. going far but we appreciate yes. you coming on wonderful i'll get i'll get you the followers from my program I'll, I'll, all right I'll sign it. Awesome. we appreciate it yeah thank you john hey, thank you both thanks so Bye -bye. much all right That was John Kelly, director of the adult education program at ASU Newport. John, we appreciate you coming on. And in speaking with John, he touched on the importance of engagement in teachers communicating with their students. So, Dan, what are some additional things that teachers might think about implementing in, in order to keep in contact with their students while campuses are closed and students are kind of in limbo? Well, this would be a great time for teachers to think about starting a class blog or website through something like Padlet or Weebly, or maybe create a class Facebook page or, or, or Twitter page. It's just important that students know that even though campus may be closed, they still have a community of support around them and they can still make progress towards their educational goals. This would also be a great time to think about holding virtual office hours through Zoom or some other web conferencing feature to check in with students that they normally would see face to face. Very good information, Dan. So hopefully programs will take heed of what was discussed today, but also reach out to others throughout the state to share some ideas and really just navigate this challenge together. Absolutely. If there's ever been a time where we needed to rely on one another, uh, it's now. And that's it for our first full episode of Effective and Efficient. Special thanks today to John Kelly for taking time out of his disaster prepping to speak with us. Thanks also to Epidemic Sound for the music you heard on today's show. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach me at daniel.bingaman at arkansas.gov. And John can be reached at john.lee at arkansas.gov. That's J-O-N dot Lee. There's no H in his John. And please make sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your podcast app of choice. Or you can find us at effectivepod.buzzsprout.com. And we'll be back soon with more episodes. But in the meantime, stay healthy and please wash those hands.